All right, for all of you new grads out there and current students, don't forget that we have the Bridge the Gap Mentorship Program going on right now. To find out when the next course is and to get on the list or to reserve your spot for the next course, go to rootyouon.com and save a spot there. You can also reach out to us on our Instagram page at Dental Elements Podcast or our Facebook page at Dental Elements Podcast. So that's rootyouon.com, R-O-O-T-U-O-N.com. We cannot wait to root you on. Well, hey, Cindy, it's been a while since we've talked. So I uh, hope everybody out there in the podcast world, dental ailments world, is doing well. Constant changes. How have you been? I've been doing great. I love change, and you know that. But try to make a look at all the positive stuff. Oh, yeah, the, I love change as well. And it's a reason, one of the reasons we're here on this podcast to help others feel comfortable with change. That's right. And also feel comfortable with uh, drinking beer and having fun and talking about their their ailments and talking about my arthritis, my ailments. Oh, yeah. Well, speaking of beer, changing it up a little bit, a little bit of red, a little bit of white. And speaking of that, hope everybody's red, white, and blue 4th of July went well. Went well. It's not even the 4th of July yet, April. Oh, well, maybe uh, it's... Would it be you mean by the time they listen to this, right? Yes. Oh, okay. Like you're living, you're living in the future. I like to think ahead, you know, all these changes. Takes us back to our space shuttle episode. Oh yeah, we'll have to call up uh, Elon Musk to get on that spaceship. Yeah, for sure. And uh, so, why are we talking about uh, what are we talking about today in this episode of April? Well, we're gonna change it up and not talk beer, but we're gonna talk wine. A mm. friend of mine in the dental industry, Sarah Boylan. As a side gig, she's going to talk about, she's very excited, she's always a very positive person, speaking of positivity, always great to talk to, so I interview her about her side gig, and I don't want to give too much away, because it'll be her show, and we also do touch on dentistry a little bit, uh, she's full of information. We don't have to talk about dentistry, can do oh, Is it really sick of dentistry yet? It, it's it's like a habit of ours, a bad habit, right? Yeah, just kidding. We love we love dentistry, but we also love wine. Do you drink wine, April, or are you just a beer connoisseur? I I wouldn't call myself a beer connoisseur, but yes, I drink wine. I prefer what's, reds. Oh, what's your favorite red? Oh, that's hard to say. You know, we, we live in you know Pinot Noir country, but I'll I'll do a a, a good Zin on occasion. I love a red zen. It's kind of hard to find those. Yeah, we're gonna go to the east side of the east side of uh, Washington and Oregon to find those. Like the Walla Walla. Oh, I love Walla Walla. I know, lots yeah. of good wine there. Except I go during the, the during the day. So. Yeah, and I do. Have you ever done wine tasting here in the, the Willamette Valley? And... Oh yes. Yeah. We're very fortunate to have that in our backyard. Practice. Yes. So if anybody wants to go wine tasting, you don't have to go to Napa. You could come to Oregon and. There are a lot, tons of wineries and just like within, yeah, really close to you, April, like up in the hills and beautiful country, lots of, lots of good wine, lots of, uh, you know, and 
I like uh, I kind of like a mix because I like I like uh, it's hard to decide sometimes. And I was drinking like a really dark cap, and I love the Zins, and so I'll do like a mix of the um, like I like with the CMS and the, just a, a nice blend. Yeah, and being in the the beer industry, you know, we get kind of uh, special perks going out to the wineries. It's kind of nice. Okay. So have you ever uh, we rented? Have you ever rented a limo and done the the tour with the like a driver where you could get totally sloshed and no, drink I'm all told, the wine you want? No, I'm a peasant. Actually, usually I'm the de- designated driver. Oh, well, that's not fun. Uh-huh. But then you get to see yeah. all the you get to enjoy the beauty because you're not toasted, and so you can see. I the, do. Yeah, I'll take small sips and uh, um, and we've brought out of town guests out there, of course. Yeah. So kind of being the DD. Yeah, well, that's good. It's very important to have a DD. Yeah, we've done the, um, the the limos and the and had DDs before, where it's it's I think that's kind of nice and well, okay, enjoy the, the wine. Or on the way to the coast, we'll stop at you know stop at wineries sometimes and get some wine. Yes, lots and lots of options. I think there's like over two hundred brewery, two hundred wineries just alone in the Willamette Valley, Yakima Valley, uh, Yakima. Up there too, but uh, Yamhill. Yeah, and if you go through Carlton, Yamhill area, and then we one time we decided to do some sake tasting too, because we thought that might mix in well with the with the wine. It doesn't. Yeah, lots, lots of options, folks, and uh, breweries as well. We're we're all hanging in there. So yeah, a lot of the wineries will actually have beer now as well because it's so so popular to have to have beer. A lot of people prefer the beer, and so mm-hmm. it's kind of like. Uh, so go out there and we're stronger together support your small businesses absolutely small businesses are very important crucial to the economy yeah yeah very we don't want to just be owned by one big business group no are we going to get our wine from amazon now too and all of our beers well sarah talks about that a little bit so yes But I'm excited to um, to listen to the episode, and I've heard lots of good things about her, and um, would like to uh, meet her someday and learn more about. Her and maybe we'll do happy hour together sometime. Absolutely. All right, so let's let's uh, hear Sarah's interview. She does great. You'll, you can hear her bubbly personality through the through the whole episode. Is she going to be annoying and squealing bubbly, or just kind of no. happy and beat bubbly? Oh, she's she has infectious energy. Okay, we'll take that then. All right. Well, hello everybody out there in podcast world. Welcome to Dental Ailments Podcast. Today I have Sarah Boylan as my guest. Hello, Sarah. Hi, April. Thank you so much for having me today. Absolutely. Now, Sarah, we have to tell the story of how we met. It was virtually, I believe. Yes, we met online. <laughs> We're online friends, but then we've actually been able to meet in person. And, and uh, I've absolutely loved having you in my life. It's been a lot of fun getting to know you over this last year. And um, I love seeing everything that you're doing in our dental world, for one. And um, and just getting to know you on a more personal and professional level. It's been, been a blast. So tell me your history of being in dentistry. Obviously, we're both in dentistry and why we're doing this podcast, speaking to our peers. You started yeah. out in dentistry. So um, I've been in dentistry for about 20 years. I started out as a sterilization tech in an endo office, and I was um, just fascinated with endo. I loved that particular branch of dentistry. 
So I decided to go to dental assisting school and I did that for about eight years and, and worked um, partially um, in general dentistry and then I actually went back to endo. And then I decided that I was kind of tired being a dental assistant and wanted to move up front. So I got my undergrad and everything that I was learning in school was totally applicable to my everyday life. It was IT, it was HR, it was, it was awesome. So um, it was great to be in that growth, growth period there. And so I just started managing an endo office and I did that for about 13 years. And um, a couple years ago, I decided that I was ready to go back to school again. So uh, I got my MBA in management and leadership. And um, it was, again, fun. Like, I love leading teams and whatnot. So that was, that was absolutely a blast to apply some of the stuff I'd learned from my grad program. But where it really started getting fun was earlier this year, um, I joined a dental practice management firm called ePractice Manager. And we have a, uh, a bunch of clients. We're, we're a consulting firm. And so we have a bunch of clients across the U.S. and Canada. So I've had the opportunity to travel and uh, meet a ton of new people by putting on CE courses on building case acceptance, uh, leadership, and, you know, other topics. And I've had just, I've had the greatest time being able to use my passion and my love for dentistry with um, actually helping grow practices. So it's, it's been, it's been a blast and I'm eager for things to kind of get back to a norm where I can do a little bit more traveling here soon. But, um, for now we're, we've had to pivot a little bit and take our, um, take our classes online. And it's, it's still been a really great way to reach lots of people. So that's kind of the start to the finish of where I've been. Excellent. Well, you know, you brought up the endo because I we, t- we talked about endo, obviously because I'm I'm in that specialty, which reminds me. I remember we met at the managers, the office managers convention, and we were in the booth next to each other. Yes. And then we happened to meet up, well, virtually via messenger. So how this crazy serendipitous that we gotten to this point? Mm-hmm. That we're doing a podcast together. I know. Absolutely. Well, you know, it's because we, um, you know, we, we both have a passion for saving teeth, right? <laughs> it's what we do. Right. Put on our capes and save the dental world. <laughs> Using one endophile at a time. <laughs> That's right. Saving the world one tooth at a time. Exactly. <laughs> well, um, tell me about what's been going on. You have a side gig you were telling me about. Ooh, I do, April. I have the best side hustle you could possibly imagine. It is so much fun. So I love dentistry, but I also love wine. <laughs> and so I, um, so I mentioned that I, I work with this, you know, consulting firm. Well, we have a strategic partnership with the company Nobel BioCare, and I, you know, became friends with some of the reps. And one of them on the East Coast, you know, she and I were talking one day, and you know, talk about dentistry and kind of talk about, you know, our lives outside of dentistry. And she goes, well, you, know, you like wine? Well, I like wine too. And so she starts telling me about this great company called Scout and Cellar. And it is an online e- um, e-commerce business that allows me to sell wine. 
So some people sell Tupperware, other people sell, you know, Rodan and Fields, you know, there's all kinds of different little side gigs, but this by far has been um, the most, the one I chose because it was definitely going to be the most fun for me because it serves a, a great passion of mine. And um, yeah, so it was just a, a really great way to start meeting other people that are in this business and um, develop some new friendships that way also. So it's called Scout and Seller. Yeah. So the company was founded two years ago and they, um, they met their five-year business plan goal in six months. It's two years and it's already grossed $40 million in revenue. They have contracted with over 60 vineyards and the, um, the thing about Scout and Cellar is that it's all clean crafted wines. So clean crafted is, um, is basically our term of saying organic. So we contract with vineyards that uh, don't have any pesticides. They don't have any, um, any other chemicals. A lot of wines will add up to 250 additional chemicals for, during the bottling process. So we don't have any of that. And then to make sure that we're, you know, that the wines are meeting our standards, we have everything third-party tested through UC Davis twice. So it goes through a very rigorous um, uh, testing. And uh, every single lot that we purchase from the vineyards goes through this. So it's, it's 100% guaranteed that it's going to be up to our standards. The other nice thing about having a clean crafted is it's got very low sulfites, um, usually less than, than uh, I think it's 50 BPMs. And what that does is that takes away some of those um, reactions people get, I would say, like the headaches and that sort of thing, because it's got uh, low sulfites. So, yeah, it's they're just they're great wines. Well, I was looking at the website and it looks like you have some out of Oregon as we you know we're in the middle of a, an amazing uh, wine country. Yes. And I saw that some coming out of the Willamette Valley here. Yes, we do. We have some from the Willamette Valley, um, but most of our wines are from, they're just from all over the world. So, which is great because then you get the opportunity to taste different uh, soils and different, I mean, that sounds weird, but you know, the, the grapes are, are a lot of very old growth vineyards that have been blooming for year after year. And, um, and so you get a lot of those really rich flavors from, from just different parts. So you definitely taste the difference. So what kind of price points do you have on these wines? So um, everything, we've got a wide variety, something for everybody. We've got some priced out about $16 up to about $60, uh, just kind of depending on what it is that you're looking for. And we have a lot of different, um, we have pretty much every variety you could possibly imagine. Okay. And how would someone be able to get to the website? We can go to Scout and Seller to check out the website selection, correct? Yeah, absolutely. So you can go um, directly to Scout and Seller, but I'm sure we'll go ahead and post my link directly. So you can just go ahead and order through um, through my site if you'd like to. Um, the best part about this company is that it is also sort of team-based. 
So if this is something that you think you would be interested in doing, I'd love to talk to you about maybe um, partnering up and, and uh, we can learn more about Scout and Seller together. So it'd be a lot of fun. Well, awesome. So we all know right now being a, a lot of people are in upheaval and, you know, I, I own a small business and you have this side hustle. So tell me what you think the soul of your business, the soul of small business, what do you um, see it as? And yours in particular. What the soul of my business is? The soul, yes. Ah, so that's a great question. I'm going to have to say, um, for me, wine brings people together. Um, one of my personal core values is to love people regardless. And I think that this type of business allows me to bring people together. A big part of what I do is I, I do wine tastings, right? So what a great opportunity to bring people together to enjoy something you know, that's fun. And, um, you know, everybody's got such a different palette that, perspectives are different. So it's just fun to share observations and that sort of thing. But really I would say what the soul of my business is really just having the capability of bring, bringing people together and sharing conversations and, and joy. So. Yeah. Everybody there in the podcast world, as you can tell us, there is such an infectious uh, vibe to her. You know, she's, you're so, you're always so positive. I love it. <laughs> well i'm happy to share my enthusiasm with any yes. just gotta reach yeah. out i'm more than happy to so who inspired you i mean and, and and inspired you to get into this business i mean you talked you touched on it a little bit but who initially was your big inspiration so, so definitely as far as getting into it, my shout out has to go to tracy Britt from nobel biocare she is a solid rock star person that has the same passions I do for both, you know, taking care of people and customers as well as um, a love for wine. So that that's definitely one avenue of it. But the second avenue, um, I I would say my family has probably um, been my biggest, you know, my biggest push. You know, this has allowed me to put a little extra money in my pocket, which you know goes towards you know, specific things that I'm, you know, specific financial goals that I'm working towards as well. And, um, and I'm, and I'm doing that just for, you know, the greater, greater good, I would say, you know, for my family and, and whatnot, but yeah. So you told your story about how you started out as a dental assistant. You know, a lot of our audience, they are dental assistants and you got out of the operatory and what advice would you give dental assistants if they wanted to get out of the operatory or perhaps stay in the operatory to that, get a new skill set? <laughs> um, so I will tell you right off my, because I was a dental assistant, I know how difficult and challenging that role can be in a practice between taking care of your patient, taking care of your doctor, making sure that everything is done. And I mean, there's a lot to assisting. And so my hat's off to you. Kudos for every assistant out there um, because you guys are definitely producers and um, a vital role in the practice. 
That being said, if you are wanting to transition to the business part of dentistry, um, the best thing to do is to jump in and learn it. So if that means, you know, your downtime is up helping your front office team, um, you know, process claims, learn the, the rules and regs. Um, there's all kinds of groups that you can join to educate yourself on the rules and regs for collections. Um, you know, the, here in Portland, we've got the Oregon Dental Executives Association. That's, um, that was a big part of my career was uh, I served on the, the board for them and we put on CE classes for front office admin. And so that was really helpful in my transition from back office to front office was um, really being involved with, um, you know, putting on these, these classes. So I think um, definitely just, you know, find ways to educate yourself. And um, if you find resistance for whatever reason, um, definitely look for other avenues. You can call me. We'll, I'll figure it out for you. <laughs> I'll, I'll find somebody to help you. Yeah, so, Sarah, great resource. You and I have talked for probably six months now, you know, getting bouncing ideas off of each other. You offer so much offered such good support. So thank you for that. Oh, my pleasure. I, like I said, you know, I really love people and I love dentistry. Um, I think uh, a big part of enjoying life is to um, bring, you know, bring good positive relationships into your life and, you know, have good healthy boundaries, but, you know, definitely, um, you know, definitely having those connections is, is huge to me. So thank you. Thank you for being part of my life, Miss April. <laughs> oh, absolutely. It's, 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 been a, it's a, been a fun ride so far. Now, what do you see the future of dentistry now that's been shaken up? You know, that's a great question. We've been working with a lot of clients um, to, you know, combat some of these issues. Um, I was honestly, and maybe this was just kind of my own, you know, ignorance to some extent, but I was a little taken back with how many people we're not ready just to jump back in and go back to work. Um, and I, I know I'm, I'm a bit of a workaholic myself. So um, for me, it's just, it's, it's second nature, but um, we definitely had to um, come up with some ways to make sure that our doctors were communicating with their staff about, you know, what's appropriate for bringing their staff back. Um, you know, when somebody was furloughed, technically they are, they're laid off. They are no longer employed. So bringing your staff back really needed to include a, an entire reboot on making sure that there was an offer letter in place with clear expectations as far as, you know, what's changed, what's going to be the same, you know, if there are benefits have changed, you know, there's huge financial impacts. So if, you know, the benefits have changed, then that needs to be documented and recorded. Um, and of course, you know, going, this is a great opportunity to go through your employee files and, you know, make sure that everybody is, um, you know, got all the correct documentation, that sort of thing. But um, really, it's, you know, just a matter of trying to um, follow the, the new guidelines and, um, you know, just work together and help each other through this. It's I think the I think things will definitely be different for for a while. So. Yeah, it's we'll been a wide spectrum of Oh, I'm sorry. I said, we'll just have to adapt. 
yeah, it's, it's such a wide spectrum of people they've had it. This is their signal to get out of dentistry and retiring and going to a new career path. Yeah. Or we don't even go back. We have a statistic. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. Yeah, just, they're, they're scared. And some people are like, you know, I'm just full force ready to go full bore. And that's how it's been at our office. We we were slower for about a month and now it's back to catching up, which I'm sure is true in a lot of offices. So they need that manpower. Yeah, for sure. I heard a statistic about um, 20% of the hygienists are not returning to work. That's so a big number. That's huge. And that is a massive, if you think about, you know, all of the offices across, you know, the U.S. I mean, just alone in Oregon, you know, think how what a huge impact that's going to be. Um, so I think, um, I think there's going to be new opportunities for younger, um, you know, younger generations to be able to get educations and maybe have an easier way in. Um, you know, hygiene has always been such a competitive field to get into you know you have to have those perfect grades and and I think even I think it's even on a lottery system at this point um, at least some schools are so just like nursing so I think this will be a really great opportunity for for younger people to gain a new skill set and whatnot and you know the nice thing is they're they're going to be going into this new career with these you know they're not going to know the change because it's always been this way you know what I mean so I think that's probably a benefit um so yeah, we'll just we're just gonna have to um, see how things kind of turn out. But I'm I'm hoping that um, people will realize how important it is. I mean, we know like we may not be doctors, but there is enough evidence out there. And, and part of my company, one of the things that we we do is these classes on case acceptance. And one of the things that we help train our doctors on is you know not only are you the authority, but here's the scientific backing that basically, you know, you know, one case that was like had 5,600 elderly people. They use this case study to show, you know, the difference between the ones that had their teeth versus ones that did not, including dentures. I mean, just, and it was an average of like seven years. Like you're going to live seven years longer if you keep your teeth. So it's that sort of, you know, we need to educate our population, especially now that coronavirus is here, you know, making sure that we um, keep our bodies healthy and, you know, having the proper new, you know, nutrition and the ability to, to um, chew our food, you know, in a better way. Better way. I, I got the other term in my head, but I wasn't totally sure if that was right. So those dental assisting days were a little, little while ago, but I think it's, to actually chew our food properly and get those enzymes for digesting. Like all that stuff is so huge. And um, without the ability to do that, you're, you're not going to have that longevity. So yes, we need to get people back into the dentist, get them onto their treatment plans and be super proactive. And get them to drink wine, right? Yes, totally. Well, that you know, the studies on that, <laughs> they kind of vary, right? Like, it's, it seems to me like, doesn't that change? Like, is it good for your heart? Is red wine good for your heart? One glass a day is fine, <laughs> along with some dark chocolate. I think that's good. If anything, it's good for your soul, and that will help you live longer. Yeah, so to get them to drink the wine, which is heart healthy, which in turn is good for your oral health. So I think we're on to something here. 
Yep. There you go. <laughs> well, so we so we can get to Sarah's website called Scout and Seller. If you want to explore that a little bit more. Yes, please. I would love to um, connect with you. Um, I'll make sure my you guys have my email also, so you can you know or text me, call me. Either way, I'm super accessible. Um, love to meet new people, and uh, definitely go to the website, check out our wines. Um, there is free shipping for orders over a hundred dollars or more, and um, like I said, we just, we have a ton of really, really great vineyards. I highly recommend my personal favorite is the Epic Pursuit. They are little, um, white wine spritzers and there's one that's got the ginger in it. Oh, it is so good. It is so good. <laughs> and we have another one that just came out too, that I'm excited to try too, the rosé. So check okay. it out. Okay. And as always, thank you for your immense support of the dental community, especially the dental assisting community. We need all the support we can. And it's awesome. Yeah. Always to hear an awesome success, success story of a dental well, assistant. Like, sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say thank you so much. I mean, like I said, you know, my, my team was everything to me. I, I the, the gals who I worked with, um, they knew how much I appreciated them and, you know, they're always, they're so, they're smart and they're giving and, you know, they just, I love, I love my dental assistants for sure. <laughs> Ask any one of mine that I got to work thank with. You. All right. Well, thanks Sarah for being on and yeah, well, everybody go to Scout and Cellar and yeah, everybody keep on doing the good work in dentistry. It sounds great. Thank you so much, April. And yep, it's Scout and Seller at sarasmiles.com. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> right. Thank you, April. I'll talk to you very soon. All right.